Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of the Blue Surge Podcast. It is Mike and Joe. We are chilling here on Wednesday, November 23rd, around 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time. We are here with Craig, as we are each and every week on a holiday week for us, at least in the U.S., on a week for Thanksgiving. So we wanted to make sure we still got our episode out. Hopefully, you have already spent a couple days. I mean, when you get this, it'll be post-Thanksgiving. But, you know, hopefully you spent a couple days relaxing, spending some time with family and friends, all the things you need to do around the holiday. Unless you're listening to us while you're in lines at shopping on Black Friday. I, oh, you could also listen to us with your family, you know, get them to be listeners of the show. Not a bad thing. I'm Definitely not sure not. how appealing we will be to everybody else, but... You don't think Grandma will want to listen about Pokemon cards? Generally not. All right, well, I guess you never know, but... You ever watch that YouTube video where the person had his grandmother try to guess the name of Pokemon? I have seen that video. It's hysterical. You got the call Charmander Hamilton. That's Hamilton. I uh, gave my fiance a bunch of crap before the Pokemon game release. Because she was in a rush one day. She was filling out the calendar. But like things that were going on, blah, blah, blah. And the game was coming out last Friday. So she put the game release on there. Here's what she wrote, though. She wasn't paying attention. She put the Nintendo release. Just like when like you see like the meme of like an old person be like, Oh, you're playing your Nintendo again. And it's just like an Xbox playing a completely different game. Yep. Anything handheld is a Game Boy. Oh man, I gave her so much crap for that. I was I thought it was so funny. I even said on Friday, I was like, Happy Nintendo release. Sometimes my grandparents would say Playboy. Oh no. Well then made me feel very awkward be like, No, it's not a Playboy, it's a fit it's a Game Boy. Grandma. Well that's well that's the other thing. It's like English is not their first language, so it's like what are you gonna do? I mean that's that's also very fair. It's funny, but also fair. We should, I mean, I guess let's probably just talk about that first. How has your, uh, how's your time been in Paldea? The new game's been out. By the time this goes live, it'll be a week. By the time we're talking about it, it's been probably about five or six days. Um, Joe, you've been pretty busy. I know you worked the weekend. That being said, you're, you're at least you're around the halfway. halfway point of the game. What's your experience so far? You know what? It, this is gonna be weird to say. I I enjoyed the game, don't get me wrong, but I enjoyed my experience to this point with Sword and Shield better so far, honestly. Why is that? Um, I think just because it's a little more linear. Like I don't mind the whole open world thing, which is completely fine. Um but at some point, there's a logical progression to the game where you have to go to certain areas because of certain leveling restrictions, right? Now, sure, sometimes yeah. it does, like, cap you in a certain way, but um, but with Sword and Shield, it was, like, literally follow the road to the next place, which is, like, Pokemon, it's linear. It's fine. Open-world concept I'm okay with as long as the open-world concept just guides me to my next point. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's not much of a logical progression no, there is one but it's not laid out in front of you and with pokemon i, I just i i expect hand-holding strangely enough so like i enjoyed the game but i enjoyed my experience with sword and shield better 
And then the other thing that really bothers me, which people tend to complain about all the time, and I just... I think people have come to expect too much from things. Like, uh, everybody complains about the current state of the game in terms of graphics, which is whatever. And I don't feel like in any way that it ruins my experience in the game. So I... Get started getting to a point where I'm getting irritated with a lot of the people saying, like, I saw an article today. People are getting their money back for the game because of the glitches. Well, that's okay. Let me let me jump into that. So let's let's talk about that. So the game does have a massive problem with performance, and it's not because of the Nintendo Switch. Pokemon did screw up there. That needs to be patched. It is a huge problem. It is. Like, just put it out there. It's a problem. That being said, though, let's just focus on the point that you brought up. For me, this is the most fun I've had in a Pokemon game, but I play a lot of RPGs that are all open world. So I think for you, the biggest thing is it's a pretty big jump for you because you don't play a ton of RPGs. No, like I had to stop playing Breath of the Wild because it was it was it was way too open world for me. And no, I, I get Legends Arceus. Was that was that considered open world? It is, but you know when you, you travel to a spot and it was like a smaller map, you know, you were contained but to that was, area. It was still linear, though, right? Like one area didn't open up until the next area was finished. Sure. Right. So it's yeah. still a, a linear progression for me. But right. Like, what if I would accidentally to uh, when I first started? Right. What if I would accidentally to the uh, ice type gym or something or ice gym sure. badge? Like. I walk in there, I'm like, why am I like level 15 and everything here is like level 60? Like, yeah. that'd just like a, be a horrible experience. Well, and I mean, they did cap it a little bit because, you know, a lot of places were not accessible until you had the ability to travel in such a way. Yeah. You know? But I agree with you. Just having the open world again, for me, this is by far the most fun I've had. The performance thing I wanted to comment on is more of... it. Okay. Again, there is no excuse. It doesn't matter. That being said, at its core, this is by far the most fun I've had in a Pokemon game. It's by far the biggest step that Pokemon has taken. And I'm going to tell you something right now that was actually just dropped probably about 30 minutes before we started recording. As of today, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet has sold over 10 million copies and has set a new record for Nintendo game releases. It is the highest selling game in the history of any Nintendo game, period. And obviously, games nowadays are more popular. It's kind of like how athletes are better now than they were. But like, it's one of those things. But we've had a lot of pretty phenomenal Nintendo games come out across a lot of franchises. And for Pokemon to do what it's doing just shows you and i sure there's people returning it but let me let's be honest most people 95 percent of people are not returning it i feel like people who are returning the games are people like oh no, i get pokemon a try and then like oh my gosh what happened and just got it, rid of it and that's what it is i i don't want to sit here and defend it because the problem itself is not defendable but what i'm focusing on is the game is still the most fun i've had even though the frames are terrible in certain spots that just tells you the advancements that have been made across the board aside from that. So most reviews when it came out said, we give it a seven or an eight. It would be a nine. It would be this, but the performance rates go down. So as a game, it's phenomenal. The way it's performing at the moment, 
it's really frustrating. But the good news is Nintendo has every opportunity to change that. Game Freak has every opportunity to change that. If it doesn't get changed, okay, then it's more of an issue again. But I, I, I think that generally most people are very happy. I mean, the designs are yeah. awesome. The abilities are awesome. Like, I wonder if it's also like an age difference too. So, like, I grew up with the NES, Sega, all those like uh, Super NES, all those like first gen console stuff, right? Sure. I grew up with those things, so I'm used to like. Not the greatest graphics, like eight bit, sixteen bit, thirty two bits, working our way up, literally sixty up to sixty four, and like I don't know, I'm just okay with whatever video game experience because I'm just really whatever's happening is just gonna happen. So maybe it's just the era I grew up in where things like that just don't really bother me because everybody I talk to who's like younger than me, um, like. <sighs> It's almost like snobbish to the point where it's like these frame rates are just bad. Well, but okay, but it, it's totally warranted. Yeah, probably. It, it very much is, and it's hard to explain just because we're biased towards it, but like on a video game standpoint, as someone who plays a lot of games, it's actually, it's absolutely horrid compared to normal game releases. There's no reason in a world in this day and age that a game should release like this. There's just no, no room for it. So like it... It just, like I said, it's just showing you how good the game is. And that's really the only thing I want to focus on right now because I can sit and complain about the frame rate, but I'm still going to play the game when we're done recording. So I really, I'm not going to complain anymore about it. Yeah, I'm excited to hop off and start getting through it more because, like, the Pokemon I've I've encountered so far, the new ones, uh, are we we, we talking about names now at this point? Um, Let's hold off of it for now. Okay. Um, I'm trying to make my team as much Peldan as possible, and I think I have every single person on my team a different Peldan Pokemon. Um, most of them I've enjoyed so far. There's a couple of ones I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, you, you, it just seemed like filler, almost. Sure. Well, I mean, like, when you make a dex, there's always going to be filler. Yeah, like, there, there's a, definitely a bunch of Pokemon that I've encountered and seen and caught their Peldan that I, I could deal without. Sure. It didn't enhance my experience at all, but there's definitely some really unique Pokemon, and then there's like some Pokemon's like, okay, I guess you had a team of people that needed to do something. Yeah, I, I, I thought, like I said, I thought overall they did a very good job. Mm-hmm. It's not even designs mm-hmm. from a competitive standpoint, because we both spent some time in the competitive end as well. Oh, yeah. There's a lot that they did on that end that's pretty spectacular. I, we don't have to go around it forever, but my experience has been this is by far the best experience I've had in a game. Mm-hmm. And it's not yeah. even close. Yeah, experience-wise, it's great. Um, but to the point on like Pokemon design so far, I, I would probably say Gen 8's Pokemon design so far I enjoyed better than 9. But I'm well, not all the way through Then yet. you get into a subjective conversation, right? Yeah. So it's not even, it's not even there. But we're both enjoying the games, it's fair to say. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I I have rolled credits. I've had a good time with it, so I've done that. Um, it's just it's a good game. The fact that it sold ten million copies is impressive. I'm just it is a good game. It has a huge problem. That problem can be fixed, and I expect that problem to be fixed. I, there's no point in going past that. If you disagree with that, great. Don't play the game. If you don't care, like we, 
are not caring and the other 10 million people, then go for it. But we will move on towards the show because while it's important that we share our thoughts, the show will not only be about the video game. Joe, how are you doing today? 12 minutes in. How are you doing today? I am... Since I have the next four days off, I'm a little tired because I was pushing it a little bit more work today because I knew I had time to rest the next several days. But usually when I work the next couple days, like I usually have to pace myself. Sure. Um, but it, I'm okay. I'm just checking things off or doing the show, and I'm going to cook dinner for after this, and then going to just sink myself into Pokemon. Beautiful. I plan to do the same thing. In terms of what we got to talk about today, it's 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 short and sweet, and that's understandable because it is around the time of the holidays for NA, and not that everything revolves around North America and the United States with Thanksgiving, but a lot of stuff does happen in the U.S. and a lot of information, a lot of tournaments aren't happening, so that's you know a big big reason why I don't think we're getting a lot of news and the game released. So there's there's stuff that's in the way that is more important than the trading card game. Uh, in terms of the online client, there's not a huge slew of news in terms of how migration to PTCG Live has been going. I will say, however, earlier today, Pokemon did release like an FAQ about the issues they're having and what they are doing about them in terms of migration, which is what you and I are having. You know, We haven't played the new client because it won't let us migrate. Oh, uh, they... I don't know. I, I was going to ask you the update on that one, too, because I know Pokemon has come out when that, we're trying doing that, and we just kind of forgot about it. Well, the game came out, but they they released something today. Um, They said that it would still be a case-by-case basis when it comes to the migration problems. They gave troubleshooting for a lot of other issues, but for the migration issues, they kind of said, we're scratching our head trying to figure out what's happening. We see all the submitted tickets, and we will take the tickets on one by one. And it served as more of an acknowledgement than anything, which I'm fine with at least they addressed it that that is another client that kind of like the game maybe not like the game because there's a lot of really really bad problems with the client there's issues that pokemon needs to address and i understand when people get frustrated with pokemon because you know they're the number one franchise on planet earth yet we're sitting here talking about these issues so hopefully the live client can fix that but the physical card news we did get our first look at the Play Pokemon packs. This is really pretty generic, just kind of letting you know what the packs actually look like and what is being seen. When you look at the packs, there's a couple of pictures on Poke Beach and I'm sure other resources as well that explain what's in the packs, what a breakdown might look like in terms of like a quote-unquote box. Joe, do you have these cards in front of you? I do not. They're pretty nice looking. I like the I like the league stamp, especially the energies. I think the energies are going to be the huge chase. Yeah, usually the energies tend to be like I see in pictures here and there. Like I saw an Umbreon Umbreon single strike picture of it, such so as they get the stamp on it. But the stamp, stamps tend to um, pull in a lot of money. Yeah, I feel like we're really going to be looking at a lot of value purely in the energies here. There's a lot of playability cards, but in terms of value, it will definitely be a, a an energy thing, I think. The Series 1 will contain 
200 reprinted cards. So the pool is actually pretty big. They have announced the Series 2 will be in February and then Series 3 in August. And they'll kind of go on an August and February release pattern from there. That's what it looks like is going to be what happens. It looks like that's generally speaking what's going to be going on. We haven't been to League to get the packs yet. Are they even giving them out at our League? Do we know that? I don't know. I need to ask Nick. Yeah, we should ask Nick or Rye or somebody because I want to know what other people feel about these I'd, packs. I'd like to go this Saturday. True. I mean, you have the day off, so we could. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I don't have too much going on over these next couple of days. I have some time off as well, so I'll, I think it'd be phenomenal if we did that. So, I'm, I'm pretty excited. There's not much to add on to there. It's more just we know what they look like. This is what they look like. And end conversation there. They've released a lot more of the alternative arts for the Crown Xenus set. They've revealed a few more products. They've revealed pricing. The very first product is the ETB. Um, that'll be 50 bucks. They have the trainer box for 65 bucks. A lot of this is very expected. I'm not going to go down the whole list because truthfully, I don't think anyone wants to listen to me just say prices for things that they can't even physically see. Uh, the funniest thing to me is I still think it's funny that we have a more Pico V Union product coming out so that's a thing that i keep forgetting is a thing uh, we don't have much to say past all this stuff we know it's coming out in january so that's kind of it from there have you looked at any more of the arts or anything like that uh no my my whole focus has been shifted on the, the vgc pokemon stuff well lunatone got one. Oh boy and uh, Lunatone and Solrock got alternative arts. And they are phenomenal. Again, not shocking. They they have a theme around Elamize. Nice. Yeah, Elamize and uh, Volbeat are featured in them, which is pretty cool. They're cool. I don't intend to collect them or touch them, but they're cool. Yeah, they're cool. I, I always think about that with these sets, but they're... No, I won't collect them like, either. I wouldn't touch them unless I'm like actually play the deck, but I just I to be honest with you, there's a even though I like single prize or decks, there's just something about this one I just don't want to touch. It's almost it almost feels ungabunga. <clears throat> well, it's like like I like one prizes, but what I like about my one prizer decks is like I like to be creative with it and try something out that people really don't think about. And this is like on a silver platter, here you go. I'm like, yeah, not there's not a lot of interaction going on. No, it's it's all it's like usually like I just I don't know. I it's it's not my creativity. It's just basically steamroll, but single prize. Unga bunga single prize. And that uh, some people love it. Especially, it's a great intro deck. Can we at least give it that? Like, it's such a competitive deck that you can give it to anybody, and they can pretty much just go win with it. Yeah. It's not going to win a regional, but you know, it's a thing. Aside from that, we don't really any card news. It's really just about the fact that we have a regional coming up. On November 25th, which is this Friday, after Thanksgiving for those who celebrate, and this regional is not in the United States, it is in Brazil, the Latin America region, 25th to the 27th. This is going to be streamed, and Joe found this information, so shout-outs to you for finding this. 
It will be streamed on Pokemon's official Twitch site. If you want to watch the beginning, you will have to get up at 4 a.m. Well, 7 a.m. Eastern time, 4 a.m. Pacific time. It'll be going from 7 to 7 Eastern, from 4 to 4 Pacific time on Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Final start at 5 a.m. Pacific time, so 8 a.m. for us on the East Coast. So what you could probably do is listen to our podcast and then be ready to go for the stream. True, true facts. I mean, I don't, I don't mind this time. I mean, really, quite frankly, there's some weekends where I'm watching the regional, watching the regional, and then later in the day, my day is busier. And I don't really mind missing the intro rounds. So you're telling me Friday I could wake up while I'm eating breakfast, I could watch a round of Pokemon and see Silver Tempest? That's not a bad, that's not a bad idea for me. With your big bowl of Captain Crunch and a coffee. Dude. With your onesie on. I don't think I've had cereal in like five years. At least. I stopped eating cereal since I was diagnosed diabetic. I I really don't think I've had any. I don't think I've really had any like at all. Any cereal since I was like. It might even be like 10 years. Seriously. So I don't know, but anyway, we'll be watching it in the morning. Are you going to be watching this weekend? You finally, you have the time off. Uh, this is Friday morning. Starts Friday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I might, I might do a little bit, but I, I can't do too much because my, my niece is having her baptism that day. So most of my day will be spent with family, unfortunately, well, fortunate and unfortunately. I was going to say it definitely is a fortunate thing, but you know, Watching the, watching the games would be cool, too. The other big part about it, like I kind of mentioned, is the fact that Silver Tempest is going to be legal. And I was going to spend some time talking about, all right, what are all the decks we could see? But truthfully, it's, it's, we're all looking to see how one deck performs. And that is Lugia V-Star. I spent some time and pulled up a couple lists that happened. Like there was the late night special that went on uh, a few days ago that used the Silver Tempest decks. And there were a lot of Lugias. So I picked on a few. It seems like the general... It seems like the general skeleton is going to look like this. Obviously, you will have your Lugia V-Star. That is not that shocking. Whether it be a 4-3, a 4-4 line, you will have that Lugia V-Star built into your deck. I've seen a couple 4-2s. I think you can have the flexibility with V-Stars to only play a couple. Unlike V-Maxes, though, I think you can maximize the three because of the prize trade. It obviously plays Archeops, which is the huge engine. If you forgot what Archeops did for some reason, it has the Primal Turbo ability. Once during your turn, you can search your deck up two special energy and attach them to your Pokemon. And Lugia V-Stars synergy is its ability summoning star, where basically you can go find two normal Pokemon that don't have a rule box in your discard pile and put those cards into play on your bench. So you have this synergy going on. They all play Radiant Charizard because, especially with the energy acceleration, you have that ability to do so. The really cool part about it, though, which, I mean, we thought about it, we talked about it, but we never really, like, broke it down, is the fact that Lugia will play the, rate of the um, not the Radiance, the uh, Amazing Rares. I don't see why you would. Right. Well, I mean, it, it is so obvious when you say it, 
But I'm looking at these lists and like, oh, this one has Raikou. This one has Eveltal. Like, these are cards that had really strange energy costs. And we kind of threw them aside because of that. You know, Raikou is used in VGC, or not VGC, in uh, GLC. I tried making it work with uh, Lost Box. I couldn't do it. Right. It's hard, but with Archeops being able to bring these different energies, these different special energies into the frame, you can take Aurora energies and all of a sudden use them as an acceleration method. You know? So the other cool part about it, too, is does Aurora energy proc its cost if it comes from deck? Like, do you have to discard a card from hand? No. So it's literally a free attachment. Yeah, because it says if this card is placed from your hand onto this Pokemon, like it's it's a it's a from it's it's a from hand effect. That's dope. I mean, that's cool. I I really didn't even because it, it was the same thing with uh, Rainbow Energy, right? If you put this put this energy from your hand on this Pokemon, put one damage on it, right? Something right, like right. You're right. Hmm. Yeah, I never even thought about it, but that excites me even more. I mean, Lugia is a deck that I was kind of like, all right, Silver Temp- or Tempest Dive, 220, discard a stadium, that's fine. Is it just going to be like a similar combo where we see the same thing every time? But these amazing rares have piqued my interest. So now I'm even more excited to see what that looks like. Do you think Lugia V-Star has a chance to just go an outright win because of these amazing rares? Do you think the... The amount of time it takes to get Archeops onto the bench because of Ultra Ball and other things is going to be effective enough to win a regional. Um, is it effective enough to win a regional? No, I personally don't think so. No, um, it's not impossible. Uh, I think it's totally doable. But if you're after my gut feeling, no, I I just think it's too clunky personally. I wonder. I mean, you know, Lost Box is smoother, right? That's probably the obvious thought here. Lost Box is smoother, so it's probably still going to be the one that wins. Yeah. Talking to some people who play tested with it, um, they had a hard time either getting arc gaps in the the discard or what or uh, getting them onto the bench eventually too. But I, it's trying. I there's a way to play it. I don't. I haven't played against the matchup at all because I've been playing VGC right now. But I just feel like Archeops is your entire engine, and if you just knock those out, you're. you're you can, I think you can control the game. I guess so. Yeah. I. I we'll see. Really, how easy that is to do or yeah. not easy. You know, we could be proven completely wrong. I. Yeah. I agree with you. I expected like a deck like Giratina to be better than Lugia, in comparison to when Giratina was new. Clearly, it's still not there yet. I think Lost Box clearly is the best deck from that set. I just, I don't know. I I think it's just clunky at this point, personally, right now. Because um, there's no contingency plan with this with this deck. I could be wrong about targeting the Archeops first, but um, those suggestions tend to come with playtesting it with or against it for a while, and I have done neither personally so but just looking quickly and said it i would my my priority would just make sure either he doesn't have archaeops or take him out quickly fair enough i'm ready for it 
What do you think about Reggie and or both Reggies? Drago and Alecki, do you think they're going to have any impact? I think Vigovolt Reggie Lecky will be more impactful than Lugia, personally. I hate to oh, say so. it, but it is. Um, to item lock something that a lot of decks use a lot of items uh, is, is a pain in the butt. True. Uh, it's control, but you still do damage, and you output more damage with Reggie Lecky. Um, people are playing it with AD electric, uh, speed energies, and then they're playing it with, oh, why am I escaping the name of it right now? Uh, the, the supporter that touches water to the, the draw three. Durham? No. Oh, supporter. the supporter you said? Oh, uh, 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 Melanie. Melanie. I don't know if I was thinking Willow. This wasn't Willow. I'm like, I know it was something different. But with Melanie. So they're playing it with Melanie and you just slow play it. Honestly, I, I think it has a better viability and chance than Lugia. I'm excited to see that. I I just these three decks, Reggie Lecky, Reggie Drago, and Lugia. Reggie Lecky is more straightforward because it is just item lock, like you said, but I'm really excited to see how Lugia and Drago do. Yeah, Drago's gonna be fun. I, I would personally want to see how Drago does because there's so much creativity with it potentially. Like, Azul was doing a um, deck list, like, going over the best decks from the Silver Tempest. And there's two sure. variants of Reggie Drago. One with Rillaboom Acceleration, which I don't really know. Um, but there's a lot of cool Pokemon inside that list. Like, they have a Flygon V. They have a Garchomp V. They have... Um, Duraludon V Maximal Strike. They have Giratina. They have uh, Galarian Gudra. Like, there's a lot of cool Pokemon that, like, we always talked about that we like to be good, but with three energy attachment cost, there's your possibility. And RSC is just a logical choice to help accelerate, so it really depends how you want to play it. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm just, oof. I'm excited to see these decks, man. There's not really a lot to say it, but I do think Lost Box will probably win, but. It is going to be pretty cool to see what everything looks like. Have any more things to say about the upcoming regional or anything else? Um, I really hope someone tries to play Hussein Arcadine. Ooh. I, I watched some people play that deck, and it looks like a load of fun. Play it good enough to actually show up on stream. Yes. That's the ultimate goal, right? Even if it gets played, that's cool, but we ultimately want to see it actually on stream. Like It'll probably have path issues, but um, what doesn't? And I'm sure there's ways around it. Yeah, there you go. All right, well, with that said, that, that brings us to the end. Joe, is there anything you'd like to say before we leave today? I uh, hope everyone's having a fun time with Pokemon. Uh, I'm sure, I hope you've enjoyed your Thanksgiving day, and uh, spend time with family this weekend. Have some fun. Yeah, if, if you celebrate Thanksgiving, we hope you had a good holiday and continue to have a good time off with your family if that is the situation for you. If you're outside of the U.S., hopefully you're just enjoying your week in general, being safe, spending time with family and friends, playing Pokemon, especially now with all of this going on. We hope you enjoyed the regional this weekend, and we will be back next week to talk about it. Thank you guys so much. We'll see you next time.